The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Richard Hutnut, makers of the all-new Richard Hutnut Home Permanent with Beauty Rinse Neutralizer, present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and directed by Matt Hutton. Join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Most of us have lived in the United States of America all our lives. And our high standard of living we have come to accept as naturally as the fact that we eat three meals a day. That high standard, if we stop to think about it, has been the result primarily of one talent. Our ability to produce more than any other country in the world. Production, and plenty of it, has also done more than give us a high standard of living. What are we driving at? Just this. We don't want to lose our accustomed standard of living. We also don't want to lose that freedom which we fought for and cherished ever since we became a nation. We're threatened once again, but we mean to make ourselves so strong that any aggressor will think twice before attacking us. So what do we do now? We work harder and longer at our jobs so that we can produce enough to build our strength against aggression and at the same time maintain the high standard of living which has made our country the fine place to live in that it is. Remember, the better we produce, the stronger we grow. That's the American economic system. Bank employees are very conscientious people. Every month end, they labor long and hard to get the bank statements into the mail on time. And promptly on the first day of the month, the statement reaches the depository with the following results. Those robbers. Those pocket-picking, ten-pension, low-minded, high-binders. Them burglars. Well, gee, what in the world is the matter with you? It's this dad right at bank statement. Oh, dear, every month the same thing. As usual, them high-priced new accountants with their automatic chiseling machines have got our checking accounts to file up. I don't know whether we're bankrupt or just broke. Oh, don't talk silly, Missouri. Oh. The only reason they keep our account at all is just for tips. It keeps the bookkeepers amused on rainy afternoons. Oh, rainy afternoon, them balanced jugglers. I'll withdraw the whole dog's on account. That's what I'll withdraw the whole dog. Fifteen dollars they're wrong for this time. Fifteen dollars. My figures show 130 bucks, and what do they show? 114. That's fifteen dollars? At least. Well, why don't you go down there tomorrow and take it up with them personally? Oh, no. Every time I do that, they always show me where I made the mistake. <laughs> I'll just quietly gather a little more evidence when I get all this. Oh, dear. Somebody at the door, and I look aside. You let them in while I run and take off my apron and put on some shirts. Okay, pictures. <laughs> there goes the good kid. What does she care about money in the bank as long as she's got me? She knows a girl can't have everything and come in. Good afternoon, Mr. McGee. You are Mr. McGee. Well, if I ain't bud, it's sure going to upset my wife. And if you've been sent over here from the Third National Bank to beg my pardon and try to get this statement back, you're out of luck. I'm saving this for evidence. Oh, no, I'm not a banker, Mr. McGee. I am T. Orville White of New York. T. Orville what? Uh, T. Orville White. You don't remember me, do you? Thankfully, bud, you got me. Well, I'm not surprised that you've forgotten, Mr. McGee. Generous impulses like yours are too spontaneous to be long remembered. And after all, it was six years ago. What was six years ago? The incident I referred to. Huh? Six years ago on the bus from Albany to Boston, I lost my wallet. 
And out of that whole busload of people, you were kind enough to lend me four dollars to pay my fare. Remember? <laughs> yeah. See this check? Uh-huh. I've been carrying this for six years, knowing that someday business would take me through Whistler Vista. Well, Diogenes brought that in. A check for four bucks. And but you have one Samaritan, is that? Well, I wasn't too sure of the address. Oh. Besides, I wanted to hand it to you in person and thank you again for being a friend when I needed one. Well, I'll be running along. No, 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 my gosh, all the old man. Come in and sit down. It's a pleasure to meet a guy as honest as that. You just destroyed my faith in human nature. Well, I'll just stay a moment, Mr. Reeves. Well, nice home you have here. You like it? Have a cigar, Orville? Yes, I have one. Is that too? Oh, thanks. Boy, it's silly. You must be okay to yourself, Harvey. What business are you in? Insurance or something? No, I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, what railroad? <laughs> uh, mining engineer. Oh, down in the mine. Yeah. Doing a little exploration for a group in the east right now. Oh, well, let's not talk shop. Uh, oh, I didn't realize you had company. Don't get up, please. Oh, Harvey, I want you to meet my wife, Molly. This is T. Orville White, an old pal of mine from New York. Oh, how do you do? I'm sure. This is a great pleasure, Mrs. McGee. If I'd known what a lovely wife this lad had, I'd have been here sooner. Oh, Mr. White. <laughs> you New Yorkers. You know what, Molly? Orville put the bite on me for four bucks six years ago and came all the way from New York to take that. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Won't those other people be pleased when he gets back and tells them it's all settled? Uh, what other people, Mrs. McGee? You mean you didn't demand a note with two co-signers? <laughs> <laughs> That's one on me. Ain't this great, though? Friends getting together again. So you're from New York, Mr. White. I've always wanted to see that town. Yes, I just flew in this afternoon. Oh, you flew in, eh? That's a great way to travel, Orby. Faster. Yes. I predict we'll all be flying in jet airplanes one of these days. I predict that we'll be able to get in a jet plane and fly to the moon, just like flying to the grocery store. You've had a lot of experience, too, Mr. White. Oh, really? Flying? No, predicting. Say, uh, tell us about New York. I've always wanted to go to that town. Well, it's a great little town, all right. Yeah, it's a great little town. I'll never forget the last time I was in New York. Spent some time there on my way home from Paris. I love Paris. Spent a lot of time in Paris. Well, that's where I'd like to go sometime. I've never been... You should have been with me, Hoyer. I could have showed you the spot. I spent a couple of years in France there. At all my expenses paid, of course. Uh, I represented the government. Oh, really? Diplomat, were you? No, but private. Mm. But tell us about New York, Mr. White. I'd love to. Yeah, tell her about it, all. It's a great little town, New York. Well, I was raised there myself. How will never forget the last time I was there. When we come marching up Fifth Avenue, they started throwing ticker tape out the windows, and finally some guy threw an iron waste basket and hit our second lieutenant on the noggin and knocked him colder than an icebox pie. (laughs) Well, sir, I stepped forward and reorganized the racks and took charge, and they promoted me to corporal right there on the field. I mean, right there on the corner of Fifth Avenue and Oak. It was the most exciting thing. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Hello, I'm your Richard Hadnock Beauty Advisor with news about a home permanent that lets you curl your hair to suit yourself. It's the new Richard Hadnock Home Permanent, and it gives you exactly the kind of wave or curl you happen to want. You get a choice of three different waving and drying methods. And exclusive beauty rinse neutralizer assures you best results no matter which method you use. For instance, if you like a casual hairdo, 
means the Richard Hadnett pin curl method. If you want a deeper, firmer wave, follow the Richard Hadnett salon method. Or for a step-saving way to get nice, springy curls, try the Richard Hadnett and curler method. You'll find the easy directions for all three methods right inside the new Richard Hadnett home permanent package. So you really can curl your hair to suit yourself. Just remember, it's the new Richard Hudnut Home Permanent, the only wave in the world with beauty rinse neutralizer that gives you best results no matter which method you use. Well, I'm glad you're going to stay for dinner, Mr. White, if you don't mind taking pot luck with us. Well, I consider myself very lucky, Mrs. McGee. I really shouldn't impose like this. I didn't mean to. No trouble at all, or the old man. Maybe you'll tell us all about New York. Molly'd love to hear about it. Yes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll go finish putting dinner on. It'll be ready in about ten minutes. Ah, great little girl you've got there, McGee. Your wife and my wife are really not that great. I hope you get to New York sometime. I sure hated to see you more of a lead, Molly. Great guy. Very nice. Imagine anybody going out of his way like that to pay a guy four bucks to be borrowed six years ago. Mm. He has this nice manner, too. Mm-hmm. Did you notice how he held his napkin in front of his face when he used the toothpick? Yeah, cough through his health, you see. He was a cop. Maybe you forgot something. Come on. Hi, oh, Dr. Gamble. Come on out in the dining room, Dr. Gamble, Molly. How are you, Vic? Stepper. Ah, but boy, you're just the guy I want to see. You got me passed along with you? Yes, I have. You better let me take a look at you first. Where do you hurt? Oh, well, that's really wonderful. Well, why do you want to pass along with you? I want to oil a couple of castors. Ha, <laughs> ha. My dress is squeaked. <laughs> so does your sense of humor, stale face. <laughs> I've had a very rugged day, so spare me the alleged comedy. Okay, boy. If you have any coffee left in that pot, now you've just made a friend. Oh, of course, doctor. We had company tonight, McGee. How do you know that? Just a deduction, Sonny. That's the coffee cup there. <laughs> All doctors are more or less detectives, you know. Yeah, well, tell us more, Dick Christie. All right. I can also tell that we have plenty of money, because you're smoking a 50-cent cigar. You never paid more than six cents for one in your life. And I'll be a drag off the doc, but it's getting kind of short. I thought you wanted to hear the meeting, Reverend. Good, guy. The first completely honest man I ever met in my life. He really is, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems that he told his fair on about some six years ago, and he made a special trip to just to pay it back. Isn't that wonderful, George? No. Doesn't make sense to me. What do you mean, Doctor? Well, it violates all the principles of human behavior, my dear. People just don't do those things. Ah, there you go, you big sceptic. A guy comes along and does the most honest thing I ever seen done, and what do you do? You start making snide cracks about him. You didn't have to pay me back that four bucks, you know. He wanted to do it because he's an honest man. Very odd. My gosh, he wouldn't be telling them three pairs of stock in his pumpkin mine without telling me that it might possibly be no good. Three pairs of what? Mine is stock. Only tells me 30 bucks a share, too. Oh, I see. Yeah. He goes up here with four bucks because you loaned him on a bus six years ago and sells you some mining stock. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. When I think of what I have to carve my way through.
90 bucks. Now, just a darn minute, you big swine, this man is a friend of mine. And I'll thank you to keep your nasty insinuations to yourself. Just because you're jealous that you didn't get in here and get in on the... Huh? Where did you say you met Mr. White? On the bus between Albany and Boston. And when was that? Six years ago. Must have been about that. Well, it was when I was doing some... When I was doing time at... Oh, my gosh. I've never been in Albany in my life. <laughs> Peter and Molly, we'll be right back. There's superb dramatic entertainment Tuesday evenings on most stations of the NBC radio network. When you tune to Jack Webb in Dragnet, Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune, and William Gargan as Barry Craig. Barry Craig is a two-fisted private investigator with a penchant for getting into intriguing situations inside and outside the law. You'll enjoy every action-packed minute of Barry Craig. So be sure to listen tomorrow. The same night you can hear Frank Sinatra starring as Rocky Fortune. Mr. Fortune never seems to hold a job longer than one week, but his continually changing occupations each bring with them 30 minutes of thrills, chills, and bright comedy touches. Listen to this new series of Tuesday night dramas on the NBC radio network. You'll be enjoyably entertained. And then for authentic police drama direct from the files of the Los Angeles Police Department, tune to the true stories on Dragnet. You'll find that Dragnet is one of the best radio dramas on the air today. Hear Dragnet each Tuesday on the NBC radio network. I sure goofed. I hate to do a stupid thing like that. Well, don't worry about it. First thing in the morning, we'll call the bank and stop paying on the check. That's just the trouble, kiddo. I can't. What? Why not? Well, my pen ran dry while I was making it out, and we got to talking, and I never did sign it. How can I ask the bank to stop payment on a check that's no good? What can I say? Say good night, Zaytus. Huh? Oh, <laughs> good night. Good night, Al. <laughs> NBC and Richard Hudnut, makers of the all-new Richard Hudnut Home Permanent with Beauty Rinse Neutralizer, have brought you the Feather McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Jack Moyles as C. Orville White. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Feather McGee and Molly. Tonight with Can You Top This with Senator Ford on the NBC Radio Network.